0: Welcome to the Westmoreland podcast. We are two sisters who were raised as readers and world travelers. We grew up under the same roof, but have pretty different reading tastes. This podcast is our way to keep in touch with one another and with our listeners via our reading lives. I'm Lissa. I live in a gorgeous valley in Western Colorado. I love mountains, photography, board games, and of course, books.
1: I'm Heidi. I live in Central Virginia with my husband, Alexander, and our four kids. I'm a freelancer, homeschool mom, and avid reader. Today's episode is an exciting podcast announcement, an update of how we spent our break and a couple of books we've read recently. This is episode one of season two and we are so glad you've joined us.
0: Woo! season two.
1: Season two, here we go. Okay, podcast announcement, you ready? Ready. We have a store with t-shirts and a coffee cup and a bag, a really cute library bag. Alex was like, you should buy that for yourself. And I'm like, I will. I actually will buy all of it. But it is a Zazzle store. So um, Zazzle, we make a little bit of a commission off of it that'll go toward just keeping up with podcast expenses. And the link to it is on our Instagram via our link tree. And there's some fun stuff. And I can add pretty much anything. So if anybody wants... Anything with the Westmoreland podcast logo on it, just send us a message and let me know and I can add it. Mm-hmm. So my, our sister requested a, a hoodie. So I put a hoodie on there and somebody else requested a long sleeve t-shirt. So I put that on there and um, I actually have a long sleeve t-shirt from Zazzle for another podcast and it's very comfortable. So I can say that the clothing on there is actually comfortable and nice and <laughs>
0: Good. That's a like good thing a that we t-shirt. have. You're gonna get.
1: It's a good T-shirt. So anyway, so that's our exciting announcement: is we have good a podcast experience. store. Yeah.
0: We already had one relative buy something, so that's fun
1: and exciting. Yeah. She got stuff like immediately. She was like, "Yes, I've been waiting my whole life for this." <laughs> yeah, she's so fun, and she Definitely just jumped on there. Fans. Yeah, she is very cool. It's cool. All, All right, Yeah. Shout out to Tara. Explain our (laughs) title of this episode. (laughs) Uh, So
0: yeah, my break ended up being less of a break and more of a mess up my body some more. So (laughs) I uh, obviously did a lot of reading, got some family visits in, but unfortunately on one of those visits with my brothers in town, I showed them one of my truly awesome hobbies of skiing. And I've been getting pretty good. I've only been skiing for two seasons, but it was near the end of the snow on the mountain. And unfortunately I got in a little bit of an accident. Wasn't even doing anything cool. Yeah, I broke my leg. So I'm on crutches, unfortunately. And that was a whole, whole debacle of a few weeks trying to figure out what was wrong and two weeks on the couch where my muscles just, you know, completely atrophied because I wasn't using them. And then, yeah, Mm -hmm. so I, uh, did not fracture, so I don't need surgery. So that's really good, but I did crack my bone to be considered a break and now have to crutch around. And so Mm -hmm. my rest, my break turned into less of a rest and more of a, uh, rehabilitation and (laughs) it's going to be continuing for a few weeks. So I'm I'm getting some good guns from all my crushing around, but uh-huh. being reminded of how not handicap accessible most of the things in society are.
1: And you're really experiencing that because in addition to just laying on the couch, you decided to drive co- cross country while. Yeah. I was supposed uh, to have, I was supposed to have this like, month
0: long road trip. Um, I was supposed to have this like month long road trip and then it got delayed because of obviously getting hurt. And then we had to figure out all the car stuff and all this different things. And so finally it was like, well, I'm still going to go. I just have to rent a car and use, you know, thankfully it's not my right leg, which is my dominant driving leg. Uh, so still able to do my road trip, but definitely had to adjust some of the plans, none of the hiking and things that I wanted to do, but still seeing family and lots of driving, which mm-hmm. I enjoy. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: I kept my crazy plan, just changed it a lot too. Uh, customize it for crutches <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah So yeah yeah it is a good thing that you like driving
0: <laughs> it is it is because I'm doing a lot of it um but, and thankfully that was part of the issue was we wasn't sh- until we knew what the actual problem was. We didn't know if I would be even able to drive because we thought I might have to like have it in a brace and not be able to bend it. And you know, that is super uncomfortable in a car.
1: Yeah. Uh, but
0: thankfully I am allowed to bend it and, uh, they want me to do some exercise like biking, but mm-hmm. just not put my weight on it.
1: Well, I will encourage you with, If you follow the doctor's orders, there is a chance you won't need physical therapy. Uh, when Alex broke his heel, he did not end up needing physical therapy because he was so proactive with all the exercises that the doctor told him to do and made such good progress. And he broke his left heel and ended up being able to drive a stick shift again. And like well, and and I will go get on the bike today. Yeah. And since then he's run the 10 miler again. So oh cool. Um
0: But that is still encouraging. And I did buy at a thrift store a book um, that's all about knee recovery and um, like how to, you know, heal on my own from that, but also Mm -hmm. how to prevent stuff in the future. Because this is not my first knee injury.
1: Um, Not your first rodeo. Not my first rodeo. I bet you've read more books this time around, though, than previous injuries, though, haven't you? (laughs) This is true.
0: This is true. What, What were
1: you listening to on your drive? I was listening to the
0: third and fourth about to start the fifth um books of his majesty's dragon series yeah. that you recommended and the fourth one definitely was my favorite so far um and you said that the fifth was your favorite so I'm excited to jump into that one on my next mm-hmm. leg of the drive um but yeah so good to listen to they're so engaging but like the fourth one is the like the a lot the going pandemic, on
1: right yeah yeah, I did. yeah. <laughs> <The fourth one. laughs> Yeah. That one so is very like, applicable. yeah, it hit really close to home. I was like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? What's going to yeah, happen to seriously. the world?
0: <laughs> it was definitely very, uh, very applicable for sure. Um And, and I just, I like that there is like some, you know, there's a lot of names to keep track of and things like that. But like overall, it, I don't feel like I have to pay so much attention that if I miss a sentence, I have to rewind to figure out what's going on, you know, like Mm -hmm. it is easy enough listening, Mm -hmm. um, that if I zone out for a minute, I'm not just like completely lost. So, um, but yeah, it turned out to be a really, really good road trip, road trip book. So yeah, thank you for the recommendation.
1: Very well. Miss
0: Westmoreland podcast, Heidi. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So you broke yourself. (laughs) I broke myself on the break. Yeah. We haven't had any breaks, but we've been... Thinking and talking and figuring out homeschool, figuring out sports for kids, soccer is going well. Having one kid in soccer is way easier than having two kids in soccer on different teams. Like, It's a much easier season than it has been before because there were seasons where not only were they on two different teams, they were on two different levels. And so we would be at the field for a 9 a.m. game on Saturday and then the next game for the other kid would be at like 1 p.m. and we lived Ugh. and we lived 30 minutes away, and so it was like that. That soccer season was exhausting. Um, so anyway, so this one has been pretty good. Once again, I have a toddler who likes to run out onto the field, and there have been a couple of times where he's been like all the way on the other side of the field. By the time I re- like, he's fast. And the other yeah, and he went is- from
0: zero to a hundred. He went from like crawling to yeah. now I can run and kick balls and get yeah. in your face. And he's
1: he's up and downstairs. He's he's crazy. So. So, yeah, we've had that. We're trying to figure out homeschool for next year. Um, so, yeah, Lots that's kind of decisions. what I've done. I haven't actually read a lot. Like, I read a lot of no, books in March. Okay. Yeah, your break was an actual break. A break from reading, but I didn't want a break from reading. Right. I wanted to read more. <laughs> you just forced a forced <laughs> reading break. <laughs> right. I did find, I did figure out, like, I don't know, things... Anytime you make space in one part of your life, it's like something else comes to fill it, right? So I did find yeah. a way to meal plan this month that has eliminated all the complaining about food and made my life a whole lot easier uh, as far as prepping dinner and cooking. And that's been really, really nice. Um, oh, cool. So. Was it a system you came up with yourself? Slash, like, heard about from other people. Like, I've heard so okay. many different ways meal plan and like, think about that, that like, I don't know where it came from, but basically I said, okay, soccer nights, we are not doing anything complicated. So that's like cheese quesadillas or grilled cheese every single week. Doesn't matter. It's a soccer night. I'm not cooking. Uh, Wednesday nights, we have um, church stuff. So Wednesday nights are hot dogs every week. And let me tell you, nobody complains about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. And then like one other night of the week is rotisserie chicken night. So we go to the grocery store, we get a rotisserie chicken, and then we have like salad and rice on the side from the rice cooker. So that's another night that's super easy. And then Sundays are charcuterie board Sundays. And that is inspired by my friend, um, Adina. Uh, we like, I'll get a big, big pack of like uh, salami and we get a block of cheese and then just like a bunch of fruit and vegetables chopped up. Sometimes I make popcorn, but then we put it all on the table and everybody can eat what they want. And all I've done cooking wise is <laughs> chop a few things and make popcorn and that's it. So that's basically four or five nights out of the week that I'm not really cooking
0: That sounds like a great summer plan when you've got soccer
1: and all those other things going on. Yeah. And everybody's very happy with it. And so the unexpected thing was all of a sudden, all the food battles we were fighting with kids over not wanting to eat stuff are gone. Like we've had some really Mm -hmm. fun family dinners because nobody is complaining about the food. And I'm just like, "Mm, nice. how can I carry this? So the only thing that hasn't been great about it is the rotisserie chicken plan means that I'm at the grocery store more times a week than I want to be because I like to get those fresh. Like I don't want to buy it and then put it in the fridge. Right. You know? Yeah. So that's the thing that I'm going to tweak is like try to figure out, okay, what can I, how can I still do this, this easy, but also only go to the grocery store once a week. So yeah, my life has been full of, yeah, kids and sports and meal planning and- I'm not sleeping. We are so severely sleep deprived that I'm actually like researching stuff online and have considered hiring a sleep professional to like help us figure this kid out. Cause it was four or five nights in a row. We were up every hour. Oh my gosh. And last night we got a three and a half hour stretch and it was magical. <laughs> Excuse me. <Golly. laughs>
0: I've had a lot of sleep problems as
1: well. So apparently
0: that's what breaks are good for, except mine didn't have to do with the kid. It just had to do with all the things going on with my body and changing leg, like,
1: Yeah, there's been a couple nights like that where it's like, in addition to being up with a kid, my brain is like racing with all the things to think about and plan. And it's like, I don't mm-hmm. sleep and it stinks.
0: And sometimes no amount of good decisions and setting yourself up well will help. Sometimes mm-hmm. It's just, it is
1: what it is. I think all the things that I paid attention to over the break, like kids stuff and and household stuff like they really legit needed a little bit of attention um so
0: I feel like if anything that's what breaks help me realize a lot of the time is like, like the stuff that is contributing to your state of mind that mm-hmm. can be changed but when you're in the midst of it it's just really hard to realize what needs to be changed and then mm-hmm. you get a little bit of a break and you're like
1: oh yeah. <laughs> okay well you want to talk about a couple books that you finished want to talk about me you want to talk about i I'm just kidding <laughs> yeah um
0: i well the majesty's dragons one obviously um i mentioned already mm-hmm. uh, so those i highly recommend along with you i'm still in the midst of them but mm-hmm. i have been very impressed so far with how the story i just started end. the
1: sixth one okay Sixers, and there's yeah, the sixth. seven or nine i think there's nine Okay. And like, usually
0: I am the type of person that it's like, if there's more than five books, I just don't care because I just can't commit to stuff like that. I just like get overwhelmed and there's Mm -hmm. so many, but for whatever reason, just the way that these are written, that is not happening. I'm not stressed about it. I'm not like bored. I'm not, you know, annoyed or done with the characters. Like it just, (laughs) it's very well written to the point Mm -hmm. that I'm still engaged, still interested. And I think it has helped that, like, those are the audiobooks I'm listening to while I'm reading other stuff, you know? Yeah. Um. So I do really like those. I also just love the subtle way, and you mentioned this when you originally recommended it, too, but I love the subtle way that um, the author infiltrates social issues into it, too, mm-hmm. of, like, you know, the casting and different mm-hmm. intelligent beings being treated so poorly mm-hmm. in different ways, yeah. and um, I just, I really appreciate how... Like it's not, you know, sometimes when things have super big political agendas, I just get annoyed because it's just like the writing is more about that than it is the story Mm -hmm. itself. Um, But it like, it does a really good job of just meshing the reality of social issues with the story,
1: you Mm -hmm. know? And she's Um, not pushy. Yeah, I really like like those. She's not pushy. She's trying to get you to think and talk. Yeah, it's talking about the real stuff. Yeah. It's not like, let me overwhelm you
0: with my opinion, you know? Right, right. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Which obviously there's a time and place for that. But um, yeah, so definitely love those. I'm super into those. Um, another book that I just finished recently would be Brooklyn. Hmm. And I am not going to say this name right. I should have looked it up beforehand. Um, it's an Irish name. So Colm Tobin or Tobin, I'm not sure. Um, probably pronounced both of those wrong. So give me a break. I'll look up the pronunciation afterwards and you can put it in the show notes. But (laughs) um, they made a movie out of it. And I saw the commercial for the movie a while ago. realized it was based on a book. So when I saw the book um, in a thrift store, I grabbed it for like a dollar, which was really nice. And um, it's just a really cool, especially as having been a world traveler, it's a really cool story about a young woman after World War II who is from Ireland and an Irish family. And it shows kind of the process that a lot of families went through of sending children off to different places to work Mm -hmm. to make enough money to survive. And so she gets sent to America to Brooklyn and it's, you know, very, it's not like these huge themes where it's super focused on particular things, but just like the subtle culture shock and the subtle shock of being away from your family for the first time, and like how that infiltrates everything in life, but you don't necessarily know that at the time, right, you don't know that this emotion is connected to these things, um, and then in the midst of that, you know, falling in love, and it being someone who is from a different culture than you, and and I, you know, relate to a lot of that, having, mm-hmm grown up in another country and then dated and married, you know, a guy who had never left his state pretty much. Um mm-hmm. and there's just there's just a lot of stuff in that that I appreciate and mm-hmm. how it it kind of introduces you to it without feeling like you're reading, you know, a, a psychological study or anything on it. Um so yeah, it's a really it's a really heartwarming story about a girl leaving home and learning how to grow up and be on her own, but also, um, live in a very new world, you know? Um, so I really liked it. It's called Brooklyn. Cool.
1: Good deal. Yeah. Which um, one you read? yeah. One that I finished recently, well on the break is one called, um, call me Athena girl from Detroit by Colby Cedar Smith. Um, this one is actually not coming out. Hold on until June. No, until August. So this maybe is a little bit mean to talk about a book that's not coming out. But um, this (laughs) is, yes, this was, I got this as a a galley on NetGalley um, on my Kindle. So if you go, so this is maybe something that people don't know. You can read books ahead of publication on NetGalley.com. You go on and create an account and there's two ways you can do it. They have a read now tab with books that are available right now. Um, Or you can apply to be given galleys of books that haven't been published yet. And like that is kind of based on demand and based on your rating, like as a NetGalley member. Um, And so I am working on, currently working on um, just establishing my rating is really good. Like you want to have a finishing like a percentage of books you finish, you want to have that at like over 80%. So if you request a book, you want to finish 80% or more of the books that you get, and then you review them. And that's part of the deal is like, they give them to you and they expect you to review them. And, um, mm-hmm. those advanced reviews make a big difference after publication for books on like sales numbers, um, for the authors and things like that. So anyway, so, so this cool. was, um, This was available as a read now option on NetGalley. It's a young adult um, novel in verse. And um, it's about a girl named Athena who lives in Detroit. Her parents are Greek and French um, and they're immigrants to the United States. And it is a dual timeline story of Athena and her kind of coming of age in Detroit. She was born in America um, and has grown up below the poverty line, but seeing like the American dream coming to fruition in the 1930s with, um, with like the Ford factory and, um, cars being, um, streamlined and coming out. And so she kind of has to grapple with like real life and money and loss as well as, and like her parents wanting her to marry a good Greek person. And, um, and like her hopes and dreams and what she wants out of her life and mm-hmm. the future that she sees unfolding that her parents just don't seem to see. And so it's one of those kind of coming of age stories. I like that she maintains relationship with her parents. Um, it's not a family breakup story. Um, and then you also learn her parents' story and their, how they met during the war, uh, World mm-hmm. War One um and how they got together and how they ended up in the states and i think what i love about it is that it's a novel in verse and it's just a very unique way to read a story is when it's all poems um i was about to say so, what does that mean to yeah make sure it means that the whole as book as well, is so. different poems and so you read the hmm. story and you get to know the characters all through poetry um and it's very good. interesting so that was call me athena by colby cedar smith there were a couple of similar themes
0: in the book that I read then too, of like, you know, yeah. money and having a job for the first time.
1: And we didn't even do that on purpose.
0: What you're supposed to be. Yeah. Like who you're <laughs> supposed to marry. And, you know, there's a lot of like, uh, yep. There's a lot of similarities, I think in that because in my book too, they were, you know, talking about the whole, like how there's all, you know, this huge Italian community and the hate the Irish community mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, those, those interweaving, having to you should marry someone within your culture and Mm -hmm. things like
1: that yeah
0: are there any triggers for yours I forgot to say the trigger for mine that somebody does die in it
1: um loss yeah yeah Yeah. and so this was one so there's been like a series of books (laughs) one after the other that I haven't really known about them going into it that have like had somebody die in them and I got to the end of the last one it was like a week or so ago and I was like I have Mm -hmm. got to stop reading books where somebody (laughs) dies
0: I legitimately every it's single so hard. book I read over a break every single book that I read over a break yeah. and I was just like I know that obviously because of what we're going through it stands out maybe a little bit more but I'm also like why can I not pick up a single book that's like someone you're attached to doesn't die like yeah. why is this it's hard why is this such a predominant theme I mean obviously it's a part of life for everyone so that makes sense yeah but yeah. so well, okay, I tell one. me about it
1: Uh, It's called A Kiss at Midnight by Eloisa James. (laughs) Do you remember me talking about Paris and Love, the memoir of the authors here in Paris with her family and how lighthearted and, well, she is a romance author. And so part of the memoir was her, like, while she was in Paris, she was writing a romance novel. Um, And so after I read her Mm. memoir, I was like, I want to look up a couple of her romances and read them because, like... She seems to be pretty prolific. Like she's written a lot of romance. Um, And so this is a cheesy kind of Cinderella-ish romance novel. And (laughs) it's funny and it's cute and it's a little bit steamy and it's very light. You would read it so fast if you read it. Um, I gave it three stars. Like what can you give a romance novel that has a story that you've read a million times before? But it was fun. (laughs) (laughs) It was fun. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's the same for me reading a romance novel like that is the same reason I watch a chick flick. Like, I just want to be entertained by a cute story. Yeah. And she is, I will say she is a really good writer. Like her writing is good. Like it's not gratuitous in any way. She's a good writer writing cheesy romance novels. (laughs) So anyways. Gratuitous in any way. What do you mean by that word? Because I understood it. Like some people write write. romance just so that they can write about sex. And like their writing isn't really that grace that great but okay it's just i need to look up
0: that word because in my head gratuitous means like gratitude and things.
1: no it's like too much of something oh like gratuitous violence would be violence for the sake of violence okay too much sex would be just reading sex for the sake of that so it's not a a gratuitous (laughs) romance got it right it's cute you're not like gross you no it's cute and she's a good writer like she has she's a talented talented writer so yeah. So that was a kiss, at, the a kiss at midnight by Eloisa James. That sounds so cheesy. That's fine. I know <laughs> so it'll be, um, I'm kind of putting you her in my back in pocket as like when I need the chick flick book and I don't want to watch. Chick yeah. Chick. Yeah. When you need, when you need a little cheese in your life. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. You ready to wrap it up? Cool. Yeah. Let's do I it. Think we've updated and we've talked about books. And I yeah. and, and mean, just so you're hopefully going to be at my house and we get to record together. Yeah. For the first time. Um,
0: that'll be so great. Yeah. um, And yeah, just as a heads up for our readers based on all of the feedback, we have uh, changed just the flow a little bit of our episodes to make it yeah. a little more engaging and a little more focused. And I think that it helps us uh, in our mm-hmm. conversation as well. Just enjoy it and be a little more fluid.
1: Yeah. A little more like sisters, a little less like, I don't know. A to B to C to D. Business partners.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Anyways, we could be that as well, but yeah.
1: Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would so appreciate a shout out on social media or leave us a review on iTunes. These two things make us really happy and help the most to make sure we reach the right audience. For full show notes with links to everything we mentioned on today's episode, visit our
0: website, westmorelandpodcast.com. To talk books and get in touch, you can find us both on Instagram through our Westmoreland podcast or email us at westmorelandpodcast.gmail.com.
1: Until next time, happy reading. Bye, Lisa. Happy reading. Bye, Heidi. good luck with that or i'm too. on top That's cool of cool that you'll help him learn too. just not other things <laughs> christmas bells
0: <laughs> maybe not christmas bells sorry i thought i was gonna sneeze or burp really oh, loud, but i didn't <laughs>